Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Light and Shadow the podcast. So today is going to be another dark intermission where I kind of want to use quote-unquote bad experiences or you know hard things to kind of inform an area of growth and recently I've been dating someone I mean I've been dating actually a lot of different people but um for the most part doesn't really get anywhere because I don't really have that much interest but this was someone who I actually did feel a bit of interest but I really want to go into why not to choose the guy who puts in a lot of effort and I'm just using this guy as an example I'm just going to dive right in. So to me, I feel like when you choose a relationship with someone, there's usually three levels to this relationship before you get into it or anything like that. The first one is their interest level in you. And I think their interest level in you is what informs their effort towards you. Now, the problem is their interest level in you can vary for a lot of different reasons. Number one if they have a, you know, an attachment disturbance or, you know, they have attachment issues like a fear of abandonment or they have a fragile ego or they're very insecure, their interest level in you could simply because you're disinterested in them. Like for whatever reason, you being a challenge or you being hard to get or you being, um, you know, someone who doesn't want someone easily, they might want to prove their worth indirectly to you so that they can feel better about themselves that their ego can feel better so they can have like a kind of sense of accomplishment that they were able to win you and i guess i'm going to be talking about this in terms of me dating a guy obviously because i'm a straight female but this does work in all different types of relationships for the sake of my video and my experience i will be saying okay this is a guy and i'm the girl but like i said it goes both ways so going back to interest level it could be your level of disinterest in them they could also just want to have sex with you. I mean, <laughs> we talk about this all the time, but, you know, guys, it's very common that guys only want one thing and they can do, say, be anything to get that. And then once they have you, they're gone. And this is like the stereotypical thing. And I'm not saying this is every guy. I'm just saying that this could be a potential motivation. Another motivation besides ego and wanting to kind of conquer you or have sex with you is the novelty of the chase and the thrill, like just trying to get you and trying to win you over. You know, it kind of ignites their hunter-gatherer mentality, you know, like like I think for the most part, just biologically, men can have, you know, more evolutionary hardwiring, even in a sense that through love, they actually bond through dopamine and vasopressin and not oxytocin, whereas women tend to bond you know, relationship-wise through dopamine and oxytocin, which means women will bond through talking to you and having a good time with you, but they will also bond through sex. Like when a woman has an orgasm, she will release a ton of oxytocin, which be, which makes her more attached to the guy, where a guy won't necessarily bond with a girl through sex because they bond through vasopressin, which is more about rising to the occasion or meeting a challenge or something like that. So they won't necessarily bond through oxytocin because when they orgasm, um, for example, during sex, they release a ton of testosterone, which actually they only produce a tiny bit of oxytocin and that's only enough for, I think it's either the sperm or the testosterone to, you know, kind of go dissipate or something like that to be released. But testosterone actually blocks oxytocin and actually blocks the effects. So a guy will only really bond with you through sex 
if they already love you or have, you know, a loving towards you. So already just evolutionary or like female male hormones, this is a difference in the way that they bond, which is going to, you know, create a difference in the courting or beginning of relationship. And the reason I'm talking about this because a lot of people, we talk about how we're, no one is getting past the talking stage. You know, this is pretty common and I've seen this in my life now that I've started dating since my toxic ex and I'm just so much more switched onto these things because of my toxic ex and I'm seeing it you know I kind of thought that okay my toxic ex he's just one guy you know like but I'm starting to see it's actually quite common he's not that you know I mean the level of narcissism that he displayed is obviously like off the charts but I'm seeing that this is still very present in a lot of different guys and and girls you know I'm not I'm not discarding yeah so they can basically have an interest in you based on your disinterest in them which is triggering their own attachment issues their own insecurities um they might just want to have sex with you they might just want to conquer you for their ego the novelty of the chase, you being something new, exciting, that gives them dopamine. If they're like an impulsive person and they like chasing dopamine, that could be a reason why they're going after you. They could just be physically attracted to you, you know, and so their interest level is up because they have a sexual attraction to you. Even if they don't just want to have sex with you, they just might be physically attracted to you and it has nothing to do with you, your character, anything about you. It's just the fact that you're attractive to them. Another thing is they could just be love bombing you and love bombing is basically just giving a super high amount of effort, not necessarily because they're actually trying to get to know you, but they're trying to get you to love them. And by you loving them, you're either number one, filling, you know, things that they can't fill themselves like you're giving them fun love excitement they're basically wanting to you to provide for them what they cannot provide in their own life like say they don't have close relationships or they don't have a hobby and things like that so they're love bombing you and showing you so much love and effort and affection based on really nothing because they haven't really gotten to know you but they might just be like oh you're wifey material or you're just based on your physical attractiveness it's not necessarily that, that they found you to have such great character and that you're so captivating and that you're just such an amazing person and they love your heart. It could literally just be that they like that they like you enough that they want you to like them and fulfill holes in them. And it has nothing to do with loving you. It's just loving you in so far that you will love and adore them and you will be able to provide for their emotional needs. It has nothing to do with their desire to meet your needs. And this is a lot of the tactic of a narcissistic relationship. And the second you stop being, you know, a fuel to their ego, giving them love and affection, the second that you bring up, you know, a problem that you might be facing, they're gone. They quickly discard you. They quickly run away to another adventure, another novelty, and they will leave you feeling horrible like you are nothing. Because when ego is the driving force for their effort and their broken attachment style is a, you know, the main drive for them chasing you is that their ego will always come first and you will always come second to their fragile ego they won't solve a problem they won't you know acknowledge they were wrong everything will always be your fault they'll be way too insecure to admit any fault they won't listen to your perspective and they will always put their needs above your own they are essentially not trying to get to know you and love you for who you are but chasing you is just a coping mechanism for them to you know cope with their own fragile ego 
and they're looking to you for security you know like when you when you are insecurely attached everyone is seeking a secure attachment and they and in a parent relationship you know what happens is the parent that being the yeah the parent loves the children you know care takes them and the kid and the kid will create a secure attachment to the the parent and when they create a secure attachment to the parent they're able to explore their surroundings they're not like obsessed with the parent you know they know that the parent is always going to be there and always going to love them and always going to cherish them so then they're off exploring new relationship exploring their hobbies and in a way someone with a disrupted attachment style abandonment issues um, things like that will use you as the security and the secure basis to explore. So a lot of times you'll see guys or girls, you know, I'm not, I'm trying not to be, you know, biased, but they will get you, have you. And once they know that you're there and you're down for them, that is when their effort level absolutely plummets to the ground because they already know that they have you and they already know that they don't really need to do that much. And because the point of giving in the effort was just to get you to like them. Once you've liked them, they don't see any reason or incentive to put in that effort level. Their interest in you goes down because now you're interested in them and you're not, you know, triggering their abandonment issues. And that's why a lot of times the second you decide to leave, the guy then comes back around and is like, no, wait, I actually really do like you. I don't want to lose you because it's not about you. It's about the security that you're providing for them, the thrill of the ego, the dopamine release, you know, the sexual attraction of you liking them, you know, a guy who's not very attractive or even if they're not very attractive and they're just, I mean, even if they are and they're just insecure, you liking them, you know, fuels their ego. So effort level can have a have can have literally nothing to do with you and just them fulfilling their own desires and also their effort level is just you know affected by their the quality of their own options at the moment and how many options they have like the number of options and the quality of options they have so a guy might be super attentive and super caring because they haven't met anyone else that's you know of your level And this is kind of what happened with this guy. Like, I really do think that I was maybe the only person he was talking to. And when I kind of started to resist and push him away, I don't think he had like necessarily a backup option. But as my interest level in him went up, his effort level started to go down and I started to notice that. And when I brought it up, I think, you know, in him feeling more secure that I liked him, he started to explore his other options. And once he got, once he got more options and I brought up, hey, your effort level has gone down or you never, you don't say goodnight like you used to. He was just like, you're crazy. You're, you know, you're psycho. Um, you're stupid. Like he just immediately went to that. And generally speaking, I probably would have stayed because I needed them to love me because I also had disrupted attachment styles. And then that's when I would start staying for the abuse because I was like, wait, but your effort level was so good. And this is where it kind of gets to the other point. So remember I said when you have a relationship or you're in the talking phase or you're interested in someone, there's their sexual attraction, their interest, their effort level in you. That's stage one. But then stage two is their character and them just being a good person. And this is a huge part. So this is apart from their effort level in you and apart from your interest level in them, what is objectively 
their character, their consistently consistency level, their patience, their healthy routines, you know, their kind of healthy healthy coping mechanisms, their relationships with other people. Do they possess the qualities of someone that you would want to spend every day with? Because when you spend every day with someone, you start to become like them. You start to do things like them. Are they someone that you would want to be like? Do they have routines? And, you know, a lifestyle that you think is good or that you find, you know, compatible with yours. Do they have a good communication style? Are they sensitive to you? Are they responsive to you? How calm are they? Like how calming are they to your nervous system? How mature are they? What is their IQ level? And like even when I said effort level, how much of their effort level is geared towards actually getting to know you? for you and not just having sex with you or talking about sex or talking about you know smashing you or you know that kind of talk because that will really see how deep their effort level is and i don't even just want to say that sometimes guys will be like oh you're so amazing and you're so this and you're so that and in that in that flattery they're not actually trying to get to know you they're flattering you and assuming that they already know you and when they're assuming that they already know you knowing you they're not chasing you they're chasing a fantasy of what they think you are and the fantasy of what they think that you're going to provide for them and the adventure and fun and the excitement that they're going to provide so they're they're putting in an effort level not based on you but it's on you know what they think you're gonna be and if you start to act outside of what they think you are and outside the fantasy that you are they will discard you very quickly and immediately and the reason why effort level i mean sorry the character is so important is because when the effort goes away and all that super amazing you know love bombing goes away what you're left with is is their underlying character their underlying attachment issues their underlying you know issues that they have their underlying vibe you know and if they're if 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 they're not someone you even had interest in to begin with that is what you're going to be left with their shitty character and that's why it's so important not to be blinded by their insane effort level because their insane effort level is not necessarily representative of their character so like i said when you when you're in that talking phase with a guy they have that interest in you, which which is driving their effort level. But then on the second level, they have just their blatant character, who they are as a person, how they treat others, their disposition, you know, and, and how they treat people who aren't fueling their ego, I think is massive. This is how they talk about their exes, but not always because this guy actually spoke very fondly of his exes but i don't know if he actually had those types of relationships with them or if he just was living in a fantasy of the fact that you know they were maybe weaker females or they were girls who were more okay with his you know inflated ego but i can see it in other things the way he does jujitsu and he talks about like how he loves fighting people who are bigger than him because it makes him feel better about himself and like you can see that so many of his life goals and his life missions are all revolving around ego and the fact that he has a largely fragile ego and the only reason he felt sad about relationships after was because his ego was damaged you can you can tell that he's a highly egotistical person but and then the the fact that he's very possessive you can see that he has a very possessive nature and these were all red flags, you know, and I really did. And I I told him, I was like, look, I just don't see anything potentially happening with us. I think you're a fine person, but I'm looking for somebody else. And that only revved up his 
effort level even more. And I was like, okay, well, maybe if his effort level is so high, then, you know, maybe I can give him a chance because he's saying that, you know, he really likes me and he really sees all this potential in me. And even then he said some things which made me, you know, I was like, well, why do you like me? And he said things that were just based on me. You know, I think you're a really compassionate person. I think you're really mature. I think you're really smart and intelligent and all this stuff. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe I will give him a chance because he's putting in such a big effort level. And I'm starting to see now that this is actually, and my friend actually helped me see this, that this is actually a pattern. I go for guys who give a super high effort level regardless of my interest in them. I might not be that interested in them and I might not really see that much in them, but I allow them to be in my life based on their effort level. And this is exactly why I kind of want to go into the three levels. So like I said, there's the interest that they have in you and that informs their effort level. Then the second level is their character of them being a good person, you know, and that will inform their their conflict management styles and that will inform the sustained effort that they have throughout the relationship and throughout conflict. And this is why a lot of people never make it out of the talking stage because we're looking at interest and effort level of them and interest level and effort level of me. So um, that's the third level, your level of interest in them and your effort level towards them. So those are kind of like a seesaw sometimes. So sometimes a guy might have really strong sexual attraction towards you, interest in you, and then that informs a high effort towards you. And then likewise, you might be the same. You might have a high interest in them and that informs your high interest and effort level towards them, right? Now, what happens is a lot of times a girl or a guy, whatever, might express a ton of interest and a ton of effort, and the girl or the guy, whatever, doesn't really express that much interest level or effort, but then the second they start to express interest level and effort, then the other person's now effort level and interest go down because now they have you, now they've secured you, now you've you know attached their ego, now you've made them feel good, now they've got what they wanted. And what they want from you is not always sex. It could just be attention, adoration, you making them feel whole, you making them feel things that they don't have, you fulfilling holes in their life that they didn't have, you giving them attention. It could just be the dopamine rush of having you, of you liking them, of you seeing value in them. Sometimes it's just you loving them, you admiring them, you adoring them, you being there for them, you being down for them that they want. And it's not necessarily you for who you are. And I think this is something we have to be careful with ourselves. We might be only interested in someone because they're hard to get, because you know they're displaying qualities that they don't just like everyone. So if they don't just like everyone and they can like you, then you must be amazing and you must be great. And this is a reflection of a broken attachment style in you. And it might not be that you like them. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I've had a narcissistic ex, you know, kind of express so much interest in me and so much effort level in me and I didn't express as much interest. And then once he started expressing interest or once I started expressing interest back, then his effort level fell back massively. And then I was like addicted to like the effort level, not him. I was addicted to the dopamine rush that he gave me. And I was like, wait, but I'll do anything for you to go back to loving me because I don't love myself enough to you know you're filling all the holes in me and then that's happened even vice versa even within the last year there was this guy at the gym and he expressed interest in me and I didn't necessarily really like him but I was sad about you know 
the guy that I'd met in Italy. And so I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. Not because I genuinely like him or care about him, but I like that he likes me. And I kind of accidentally, you know, you're not always conscious of things. I was kind of love bombing him because I knew that I was going to leave to Spain and I knew I wasn't going to be around forever, but I wanted him to love me and I wanted him to like me. So I wanted to be there for him. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not saying this is right, but I was like, he's kind of like a little bit of a broken, vulnerable person. He's younger than me. And if I could kind of be there for him, then maybe he would love me and he would feel the parts of me that were broken and he would make me feel a little bit whole and he would make me feel like I'm in control and he would give me a sense of safety and love and adventure. And, you know, I was kind of seeking something in him that wasn't necessarily him. And I apologized greatly to him for this because at the end I did start to realize what I was doing and, you know, he did pull away and he did kind of, you know, pull back his effort level and good on him. Like that just goes to show that it goes both ways. This kind of interest and effort level is not largely based on only the person's character and that you admire them. It's a lot based on our own traumas and our own problems and that's why you know I say it's really hard because I'm sad that you know as a traumatized person we kind of fuck up our relationships a lot of the times and a lot of people will leave us because you know we're not whole and sometimes that is necessary I'm not saying all the time but we do live in I think an era of highly traumatized highly fragile people and these are kind of the relationship dynamics that are happening between people and it's sad but you can't be with someone who has a fragile ego because like I said their ego will always come first they will always blame you they won't have the healthy conflict management they won't have the ability to have the sustained effort through conflicts and the really good character that is required to have a healthy relationship and a lot of that character like I said is like consistency patience listening and those are things that a lot of traumatized people just don't have and it's so unfortunate and I'm not saying that to just leave every traumatized person because that's not necessarily true a lot of people are really willing to work on those things if it's brought to their attention but sometimes people's ego are just too fragile or they're just too broken and you have to love them from afar and it's really sad but it is true and that's kind of what has to happen sometimes the person has to do enough emotional work on themselves and sometimes being left and abandoned is what will trigger them to work on themselves because sometimes if you just love them, love them, love them, they stay the same. And it's really unfortunate and really sad. But, you know, having the best conversation that you can is the best way for them not to feel super rejected, but giving them an opportunity to grow and work on themselves. And I know that because when that guy kind of put the barriers up towards me, it made me look at myself being like, wow, I wasn't actually interested in him, that it was really more about me. And that's not fair. And that's actually really selfish. And that's not the kind of person that I want to be. And it helped, you know, push me to kind of be a little bit more, you know, I'm not going to date right now. I'm obviously not ready. And now I'm a little bit more ready, but I'm still not completely ready. But then look, I attracted a guy who was very similar to what I was subjecting this guy to just a few months ago. And it was kind of like a role reversal situation. So at the end of the day, this guy was a, another lesson and you know, it hurts me, but I'm, I'm learning a lot and it's going to become a podcast episode, you know, to help other people see that effort level does not always mean genuine interest in you for you and it doesn't mean character and it doesn't mean that they're a good person and just because there's chemistry because they're you know telling you everything you want to hear and wow you're amazing and wow you're this but saying all those things isn't actually getting to know you it's assuming who you are and it's assuming a fantasy 
And the second you stop being that fantasy, the second you stop being, you know, that amazing thing for them, the second you stop being the fun, the love, the excitement, the adventure, the fuel to the ego, you're going to be gone and there's going to be no effort level and you're going to be left flabbergasted. And this is why all so many girls, so many guys also are like, I didn't even want you first. You wanted me and you left me and you played me. And that's why I really wanted to comment about this because I think it's because we're going for effort level and not actual character we're seeing the healthy management styles and often the effort can feel so good to us. And especially if we're susceptible, you know, we have holes in our own attachment styles. We're going to overlook character and overlook what we see in them. And we're going to overlook the red flags because their effort level feels so good to our ego. Our eff- Their effort level and them texting us all the time and telling us how amazing we are floods us with dopamine, makes us feel so confident. And in the end, it's not that we're getting attached to them and their character and themselves, but we're getting attached to what they're supplying to us. The dopamine, the bonding, the security, and it's really dangerous to get attached to those things because it's standing on no legs. You know, that person could have horrible character and the second you stop giving to them, that's when they just, you're stupid, they dash you down and then they completely devalue you and discard you. And it's not just narcissism, it's just fragile ego in general and attachment issues. And it's not something you can fix unless the person wants to fix it themselves. And a lot of times they'll tell you they want to fix it just to keep you around. And that's kind of the problem. So yes, moral of the story is don't go for the guy just because they give you attention and put in a massive effort level because that just could be, you know, a guy with avoidant attachment style trying to chase something, you know, that feels like it's abandoning them. And just because you're not interested in them, they're chasing you. And the second you express interest, then their effort level plummets and you're left with their shitty character. You want to go for someone who you have a connection with on all three levels. So like I said, the level is interest and effort level in terms of them to you. So their interest level in you and their effort level towards you. Their character, their underlying character of them being someone you think is a good person is going to inform how they deal with conflict And how they deal with conflict will inform how their effort level will be sustained throughout the relationship when conflicts come, not just when it's good. And then the third level is your interest level and effort towards that person. So you really have to have, in order to go through a successful talking stage into a relationship, is not just okay, they're putting an effort towards me. I'm going to give this a shot. It's they're putting an effort level towards me. They also have good character and I see that they have very healthy conflict management. They have, you know, a lot of green flags. They have a lot of characteristics that I would want in a person. And I also have a genuine interest in them. I think they're intelligent. I think they're smart. I think they're whatever, because if their effort level starts to drop down and your comment is, I didn't even like them. I didn't even like them. And they they played me. That's because you didn't actually have a genuine interest in them. You only had an interest in the attention that they were giving you. And now that the attention is gone, you're now with a dopamine dip and you're feeling not good because there's a dip in your dopamine. But it's not that you actually liked them or you lost a good person. It's just that, you know, you lost the excitement and the fun of dopamine and what they were giving you not your future husband, not your future partner, you know, you didn't, you didn't miss anything. So if it's to impasse anything, it's seek that security and that dopamine, you know, from a, 
healthy routine and, you know, a healthy lifestyle in general, not from uh, some random guy's effort level with shitty character. You will be safeguarded by your routines and your boundaries and, you know, understanding your own attachment style and understanding your own wounds so that you won't fall victim to this kind of behavior. And you also won't, you know, victimize other people based on your you know, fragilities. Because at the end of the day, neediness isn't love. You will love will always come second to the need and you will only be a means to an end to fill somebody and you won't actually be treated like the treasure that you are. These lover boys or lover girls will only come for the attention, the game, the thrill, being wanted, earning someone's attention, you know, that sense of accomplishment or you know the fact that you gave in even after you might have initially rejected them. It gives them that sense of accomplishment or winning. I think you'll know that because if a guy chases even more after rejection and it's not based on you, it's probably more based on his ego. A guy who is slower to choose you and pulls back and respects your space is probably someone who genuinely appreciates and likes you. you want to be with someone who loves you not based on the fantasy of what you are but the reality of what you are. And insecure people just can't love you in that way because their need will always come above you. Always come second to them needing to feel whole because they aren't, they aren't generating in themselves and they're looking to you to generate that for them. And then when you don't, you will never be good enough and you'll always be the problem. And that's sad, but that's the harsh reality. In saying this, my only hope is that we all have happier, healthy relationships with people who we genuinely like and genuinely care for and genuinely feel like have great character and genuinely feel are the light of our lives and amazing people. Anyways, thanks guys so much and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.